It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions. It's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 285, a new year and a new beginning for Quantum as well. I'm uh, going to change one or two things as we go along and I want to explain that to you, but uh, just to let you know in case you're listening to this for the first time and thankful every week, every week, yes, every week that there are those who are listening for the first time and thanks to all who get in touch. Um, Quantum is a podcast that looks at news and views and culture from throughout the world. Now, in the past, I've done it in different ways, and uh, I want to say something about how we're going to do all of this. Uh, my name's uh, David Robertson, for those who don't know. My nickname is The Wee Flea, and I do a number of media. I am a uh, Presbyterian minister or pastor in Newcastle in New South Wales, um, but I do a lot of different cultural engagement and Bible studies and so on. So I have a YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to, where we do Bible studies and the Sunday Catechism. We have the Ask podcast, which carries also carries those as audio only, obviously, and some interviews. I have a website, which has now years worth of articles on a variety of subjects. And again, we have a link with that. And this podcast goes on that website with links to the various stories that we talk about. I have a Facebook, a personal page, which is for family and friends, and a ministry page, which covers everything. Uh, I'm on X or Twitter uh, as the Weefly, so feel free to come and join us, or Instagram and TikTok as well. You are uh, welcome, if you want, to support this on the Podbean fundraiser. Uh, Again, all the links are there. Now, again, for those of you who are relatively new, I have uh, published seven books, Ask, Seek, Magnificent Obsession, The Dawkins Letters, Engaging with Atheists, Quench on Cafe Evangelism, and Awakening the Life of Robert Murray McShane. Normally, but not today, because this is a kind of reintroductory one, I would have a chapter from Seek at the end of every podcast. Seek being the follow-up to Ask, which is a book for, um, well, it was primarily for teenagers, but lots of adults seem to want to go for it. So that's the background to all of this. Apologies to those of you who already know this. We are looking ahead to the coming year. I'm determined this year on each podcast to include something from Africa, Asia, North America, South and Central America, Europe, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and the Middle East. I think that pretty well covers most of the world. Um, There has been a tendency to be very maybe Eurocentric or Western-centric. And of course, this is an English-speaking podcast, but English is throughout the world. And uh, last year, I think we had listeners from over 160 countries. So if you've got information, please feel free to pass it on. 2023 saw a global resurgence of armed conflict. Never really gone away, but in a much bigger way. And 2024 indicates it's going to be worse. So we are going to look at this. We aim to try and bring some hope into all this, to be realistic. Um, It's very interesting. 
in an article in Unheard, Aris Rusinos uh, cites Michael, Michel Hollenbeck, who after COVID said things will just be the same, just a bit worse. And I suspect that is going to be true. It's lovely to get feedback. Uh, Ruth wrote, uh, I just wanted to say hi and let you know how much I appreciate the podcast. It's the only podcast I check into regularly uh, due to time. I'm homeschooling my two my two children, writing when I can. The podcast helps me to keep in touch with what's happening around the world from a Christian worldview. And I love the music, your wisdom and insight and the truth you share. Keep going. Take care and wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year too. Well, Ruth, thank you. Uh, very much. I don't know about wisdom and insight. We just try to think out these things through. And I know that you, uh, amongst others, have a a great deal to offer uh, in this particular sphere. I think it is so important for us to think and to be able to discuss and to be able to disagree and so on. The 10 areas we're going to look at each time, hopefully. So this is why uh, I'm not going to turn it into an hour-long podcast, but some of this will be necessarily brief. Creation, science and technology is one area. Politics is a second. Education, media, medicine and law, sport, culture and the arts, gender and sexuality. A new one I'm going to introduce is history and then religion and the church. And as those of you who are regular listeners uh, know, we listen to a lot of music and I quite like charts and things. So Spotify sent me my top 100 listen to things for 2023 and I think there's sufficient variety in it that it might prove interesting to you and as always please feel free to send me in your suggestions for music as well but I'm going to play all the way through uh, over the next few weeks five songs per podcast this is number 100 going up to number one this is a band that featured a lot uh, mainly because I went to hear them in Sydney, Scottish band Delamitri, and this is the song One Thing Left to Do. It's so long, hope your dreams come true. Now I've gone, I know you're gonna bloom. Dead, you want me to say I'd. What you wanted, I couldn't give. I guess I needed it to live. Did you want me to?
Someone commented, it's one of the best love suicide notes ever written. Melancholy, but beautiful and, uh, yeah, a lot of insight. All right, let's just go through these categories, thinking for 2024. Uh, Number one, creation, science and technology. Let me make a simple prediction. The climate catastrophism is going to continue. Um... I think there will be significant climate change events as well. And I think technology is going to be hugely important. One thing that's not technological are the prophecies of Nostradamus, who in his 1555 text, Les Prophetets, the prophecies, he said that the world would witness a massive earthquake in 2024. Well, we've already had an earthquake in Japan, um, Apparently, Nostradamus said that this would come to be, uh, what do you say, lots of tsunamis and hundreds of deaths. Well, that hasn't occurred yet. We shall see. Number two, politics. I suspect Donald Trump, amazingly, could be re-elected, will be re-elected. Labour will be elected in the UK and the SNP will be absolutely hammered in Scotland. Um, the rise of the right, Ian McWhorter, and as I've said, I, I put links to all of this stuff, the rise of the right, and I say the word right, not far right, because the term far right is used far too loosely, will continue in, in the Scandinavian countries, in Europe in particular, uh, South America, possibly elsewhere. You know, one of the things that struck me, people from my kind of background often cite Denmark, Scandinavia, Sweden, Finland as, you know, progressive and so on. In Denmark... They're already demolishing immigrant ghettos to reverse multiculturalism and promote Danishness. Denmark, a country that's lauded by progressives, now has the most restrictive immigration policies in Europe. The Social Democrat Prime Minister, Met Frederiksen, has talked openly of a policy of zero asylum seekers. Refugees can be forced by law to hand over cash and valuables like jewellery to pay for their keep. And 
Denmark has reviewed the resident permits of hundreds of Syrian refugees. See, the issue of immigration is going to continue to increase. So I think in, in Germany, the alternative for Deutschland will come, you know, will grow even stronger. And France heading towards election in 2025, unless there's an enormous uh, turnaround, could very well be that Le Pen will be elected, which it's extraordinary. See, what is called the far right, voters tended to see, if you say far right, they think jackbooted fascists, says uh, McWhorter, inflicting pogroms on Jews. Now it's the left who are doing that. Now, people like the AFD support the Israeli state in Gaza, condemn the anti-Semitism of pro-Palestine demonstrators. They now organize around issues of popular concern like transgender ideology in school, imposition of heat pumps, restriction on cars, ban on nuclear power, and above all, immigration. Well, I think immigration is going to be one of the, if not the major issue, as will the continuing wars, Ukraine, the Middle East, Gaza, Lebanon, I think, is going to really come into this, Venezuela and Guyana, and uh, watch out for Yemen. All right, my number 99 most listened to track, and he has several in this. Uh, it, it is Bach, and this is a bit of his Brandenburg Concerto. Thank you. 
Number three, education. My prophecy about this, or my prediction about this, is very simple. There will continue to be a pushback against the woke agenda being promoted by the likes of Harvard and the elite schools, but they will continue to promote it because they just don't take any credit. They, they think that they have the answer to everything. Uh, take, for example, Claudine Gay, uh, an issue that we have covered, the president of Harvard, who has resigned, but even the BBC has gone, well, say even the BBC, I don't know why I'm saying even, has said, oh, it's because of culture wars and racism and all the rest of it. No, no, she resigned because of her plagiarism and because of her refusal to condemn anti-Semitism on campus. Now, here's the astonishing thing. She's written no published books and only has 11 journal articles to her name. Well, to be honest, I'm better qualified than her. I mean, it's astonishing. I mean, and when I say she's resigned, she's still a lecturer in Harvard. She still gets almost a million dollars a year. That's what these lecturers get paid. And yet she's claiming to be a victim. Astonishing. Uh, media. Let me just say something about the media. I think that progressive ideology and indoctrination will continue to dominate the media. We'll continue to get remake of uh, old classics like At Christmas, Agatha Christie uh, was turned into an anti-colonialist thing. You'll continue to get stuff, public displays like the Sydney fireworks or the London fireworks, uh, which promote progressive causes. Um progressive causes that are supported by a small minority of the population, but they're the small minority who run things and think they have the right to tell the rest of us what to do. One other small prediction. Uh, I think Ted Lasso will return. Uh, if you've seen all three series, and I'm going to write a uh, review of it because it's kind of good, bad, and ugly, and beautiful, all of those things. But that's meant to be the end of it. I think it will return. Our number five area is medicine and law. And I think this could be the year as Unheard, uh, an article in Unheard states where America's trans bubble bursts. The trans bubble in the UK has burst. Australia, we're always behind, so that'll take some time for us. But um, it's extraordinary, the pushback that has now occurred. Um you know, I find it a little bit disturbing in terms of media that X or Twitter think that I am interested in uh, people who are COVID-obsessed, people who hate Jews, and uh, people who want to promote transgender stuff. I, I've, I have no interest in any of these things. I don't know why X has come up with that. Maybe because I've commented on them. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that... In this area, medicine and, uh, and law, and I'm putting the two together because I think they're going to be together. If it's not trans, I suspect 2024 will be a year where euthanasia again and again and again comes to the fore. All right, my number 98 song. This is uh, Christy Moore. Again, somebody who's got more than one on my top 100. Uh, this, of course, is the genre of folk music, and this is a bit of the beautiful... The real in the flickering light. As I was walking home one evening, I noticed it's unbelieving. I met a group of creatures with the strangest looking features. A poor old dog and a worm and a weed 
than a fine old pigeon, yes indeed. A daddy long legs jumped up sprightly and danced to the reed in the flickering lies around he go. Heel to the toe, then a daddy long legs jumped up sprightly and danced to the reel in the flickering lies. On his thin and wispy spindles, he was deft and he was nimble. His eyes were scientific, and his dancing was terrific. And the rats and the worms, they made it in, and the nettles in the corner took it in. Oh God, says I, tonight's the night, we'll dance to the reel and the flickering light, oh, round we go. Heel to the toe, oh God, says I, tonight's the night, we'll dance to the reel and the flickering light. Then he looked at me directly, with a gaze that could dissect me, and he asked me in a whisper, have you got any sisters? Good God Almighty, says I to him, what sort of a man do you think I am? I've only one, she's not your type, she wouldn't dance a reel in the flickering lights, oh, round we go, heel to the toe, I've only one, she's not your type, she wouldn't dance a reel in the flickering lights. Does she come from another planet? Has she got to be in her bonnet? Does she do her daily duties? You never know, we might be suited. And the rats and the worms began to laugh, and some of them started shuffling off. We're going to have some fun tonight, getting ready for the reel and the flickering lights. Oh, we go, heel to the toe. We're going to have some fun tonight, getting ready for the reel and the flickering lights. See, he had no scruples when I looked into his pupils. They were purple or magenta, like a statue jaw and lent. I said I'd get her right away. Good man, says he, no, don't delay. We're going to have some fun tonight. Then he flipped his legs in the flickering lights. Oh, round we go, heel to the toe. We're going to have some fun tonight. Then he flipped his legs in the flickering lights. Then up stepped a red carnation. They gave her an ovation. She was warm and enchanted as she slowly started dancing. And the brave old pigeon peeled his eye, and the nettles and the weeds began to sigh. Daddy Long Legs said, My oh my, are we ready for the reel and the flickering light? Oh, round we go, heel to the toe. Daddy Long Legs said, My oh my, are we ready for the reel and the flickering light? She was gentle, she was charming. And I heard him call her darling He was graceful as a whisper On his delicate legs of silver And the rats and the worms were still as mice And the poor old pigeon said that's nice A shimmering veil on a lovely bride At the dance to the reel and the flickering light Around we go, heel to the toe A shimmering veil on a lovely bride The dance to the reel and the flickering light Around we go, heel to the toe A shimmering veil on a lovely bride The dance to the reel and the flickering light Okay, number six, um, sport. Uh, 
Scotland are going to win the European champion football championships. Well, maybe not. Um, actually, my prediction is that England will win it. I hate to say that as a Scotsman. Um, I don't mind that England win it, but uh, I think they will. Uh, personally, I will be supporting Scotland. Uh, my second team will be the Netherlands, as it, it always is. Usually they're my first team, because Scotland are not usually in these kind of championships. And then <laughs> I'll make two other predictions. Novak Djokovic will continue to dominate tennis. Um, here's, a, here's a wonderful clip of him uh, being asked to say Happy New Year in Chinese and him providing more than he was asked for. How about speaking Chinese to make them happy like Happy New Year? I think that was beautiful. And then this may be a surprising one. Um, I think that darts will be the in sport for lots and lots of people. Uh, spectator sport. How can darts be a spectator sport? Um, I Believe it or not, I actually have a little darts trophy that I won when I was a teenager. But not like this teenager. Listen to this. It's crazy. Crazy to even think I'm in a World Championship final on my debut. I was happy winning one game, but... Go, I could nearly go all the way. At the club where he perfected his throw, Luke Littler darts have sold out. His former coach isn't surprised. He was, he was averaging stupid averages that you should be like 16 to 20 years old, but he was doing it at 10, you know, so he, he was special then. Next up, tomorrow night's showdown. Littler faces the winner of Luke That's Luke Littler, who, um, he didn't win the championships in the UK but he got to the final and it's one of the most watched sports events for a long time in the UK I think over 3 million were watching it uh, and he's 16 years old I think it's wonderful okay uh, my seventh area is culture which is kind of literature films music and the arts and my prediction is simply this the, Wosk the Oscars are finished they have, this is unbelievable, you need to see the link to this. They put out a series of demands for films to even be considered for Oscars. And so, for example, A1, lead or significant supporting actors. At least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an un underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, new phrase they've got, of course, the Hollywood people, Black, African American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan Native, Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander, other underrepresented race or ethnicity, well, like, like Scots. The general ensemble cast, at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups. Women. Women are underrepresented. Wow. Uh, racial or ethnic group. LGBTQ+. People with cognitive or physical dif disabilities. And the main storyline, theme or narrative of the film is centred on an underrepresented group. Women, racial, ethnic group, LGBTQ, etc, etc. You don't do that. That's only one category. There are three other categories, all along the same lines. You cannot believe how mad it is, but that's where we're going. That kind of thing just makes me insane, which is why I need to calm down and listen to some great chilled music and there's a fair bit of classical music in my top 100 and this is Elena Sherney's Gossini number one just a bit of it, it's beautiful
Okay, uh, let's just say something about gender and sexuality. Uh, th these wars are going to continue. That's the only prediction I would make. I think they're going to get even more insane. The news... Um, well, I'll tell you what. Here, uh, Doug Murray commenting on this news. I think he can explain it better than me. Meet Munro Bergdorf, a model who has been controversially appointed the UK champion at UN Women, a charity that seeks to improve the lives of women and girls and promote equality within civil society, the corporate sector and government. Well, it's controversial because Munro was, to put it in the modern parlance, assigned male at birth, or born a bloke, as others might put it. 17 women's rights groups have signed a letter to the charity complaining about a transgender woman representing them on the committee, especially since part of their written objection is that Munro has in the past objected to women making references to our female bodies. Although Munro did once set up a nightclub called the Pussy Palace. So empowering, don't you think? It was Groucho Marx who said, I don't want to belong to a club that would have me as a member. Well... I'm not sure any woman should want to belong to a group that would have Munro Bergdorf as their champion. But there's another good reason all women should rip Now, up I became aware of Munro Bergdorf because of a clash she had with Andrew Neil. Um, when I say she, I mean he, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm not going to... What's the fr frame? Misgender. Because Mun Munro is a man who identifies as a woman. And that's the pathetic thing that he's been put forward as a women's champion. He's not a woman. I think that their appropriateness for this role is even worse. In, in, you know, she called the suffragettes white supremacists. She lasted about nine days. He lasted about nine days as a Labour advisor on LGBTQ issues. Insane. Okay, I said history. Can I just say something about St. Augustine? Um, born in... 354 in Algeria, died in 430 uh, in uh, Anaba, Hippo Regis, it was known then. He was the Bishop of Hippo, probably the most significant Christian thinker after St. Paul. Just so wonderful to read. And the reason I'm mentioning him just now is if you can have one resolution this year, read either his Confessions or I would say The City of God, which is a mammoth work but so worth it. I think Augustine's City of God is the best book to read concerning what's going on in our current world. All right, my number six, number 96 most listened to was Gustav Holtz, and this is St. Paula's Suite. Again, a wee bit of this.
The final category is religion in the church, and I want to go to South America and think of Pope Francis. Now, I think that Pope Francis will be gone by the end of the year. He's from Argentina. They've got plenty of idols. Diego Maradona, Lionel Messi, Eva Perón, tango star Carlos Gardel. Very few people would have the Argentinian Pope as their hero. Um, he's a divisive figure in the Catholic Church, but he's also a divisive figure in his own homeland, and uh, he does just does not fit with the new Argentinian president as well. It's just extraordinary. We shall wait and see. I, I think he's doing the Catholic Church, Church enormous harm, and I know that there are some people who have gone over to the Catholic Church in order to get away from wokeism are thinking, what have we done? Out of the frying pan into the fire. So that gives you some idea of what I'm trying to do. Um, we, as always, appreciate feedback and appreciate your thoughts, appreciate news. Uh, I'll try and, <laughs> this is my New Year's resolution to try and keep it tighter than usual. We are hopefully, eventually hoping to uh, use this as a radio show as well. But, uh, you know, please do pray for us and please do check out things at theweflee.com. Thanks to Peter for producing this. I'm so grateful to Peter who has, is, does such a fabulous job because basically it's just him and me. Um, thanks to those of you who do contribute and please feel free to do so and to send in news. But I'm going to leave you not with one from my top 100 but this was sent to me by a listener. It is a group of Israeli musicians and singers, a thousand of them, singing a song that one of them wrote in Hebrew. It is incredibly emotive. Please watch the video uh, saying that the refugees would come home. And you know, in 2024, my hope and prayer is that those who are like these refugees, from whatever background, who are under the the oppression of war or starvation, who are imprisoned, kept hostage, captive, maybe kept captive not just physically but by fears and other things, would be set free. And I do pray particularly for peace and peace in the Middle East, in Gaza, in Israel, and that these refugees would come home. You know, I get kind of sick at the constant propaganda I get about ceasefire now. A ceasefire would happen if those refugees returned home and Hamas gave up on its avowed aim of destroying Israel. May it happen. Okay, God bless you, and I hope you've had a good new year so far. I hope you have a great new year. Uh, please do get in touch and enjoy this as we leave. See you next week. <laughs>